This is a podcast from Rover. All right, let's catch up with the Agricultural Communicator of the Year. That is Craig Wiggy Wiggins. G'day, Wiggy. How are you today? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. It's been a long year with that uh, award, but um, it's still there so on, on the mantelpiece. So I guess um, field days are coming up, though. So, yeah, the guild must be uh, due to announce somebody else. So that'll be quite good. Quite yeah, good. yeah. November, isn't it, I think? So uh, yeah. we'll wait. We'll wait for that one. Um, farm. There, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there, definitely. You heading up? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I've got the fencing con- uh Competition to commentate, and I want to do a bit of whatever with Wiggy work up there too, so it should be good. Yeah, good stuff. Um, well, a, a bit of talk, uh, I suspect, will be, as it has been for a while now, about this uh, you know, inflation on farm and the effects that it's uh, uh, having, not only on farm, but I guess in, in, in terms of you know, actual like rural communities as well. It's, um, it's certainly starting to bite, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and um, you know, with on-farm inflation being anywhere between 10 and 13% at the moment, depending on the type of farm uh, module that you're running, uh, it is really going to have a flow-on effect in these um, rural towns um, as to what money that they uh, what money that they can spend um, off um, uh, you know on incidentals and you know things like going to a restaurant or, or anything really mm. um, is going is going to be huge. And I do know some um, farming industry leaders have been meeting with district councils and advising them that maybe they need to relook at some of their budgeting. Uh, coming up in the future, um, that that money's not going to be out there. There's a lot of um, extra taxations on that money now with inflation and, and regulation, um, and that flow-on effect is going to start uh, really having an having a um, impact. And I, I think in 2023, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right because it's always it takes time to actually, uh, you know, manifest, doesn't it? It always does with these sorts of things, you know. So you you get the you know it becomes real, doesn't it? After a while. Yeah, definitely. You know, and um, you know, the money's made round to go round, and it is an old saying, but it's it's more true now, of course. And and uh, if you're looking at at uh, staying afloat, you're certainly not looking at getting off farm and doing stuff. And and that goes back to the mental health space as well. We need farmers to get off farm and enjoy themselves and do stuff and and have some family time away from um, the rigors. You know, and so it's a self fulfilling prophecy, really. If if we have these um, issues of a of, uh, lack of financial um, availability, then we've got, uh, we've got people that just can't afford to do what they want to do, and, and that just drives people into a deeper hole. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's tough. It, it's a big picture that we're looking at here. Um, and, and while you know, I, I understand crude oil's dropped, you know, the dollar's um, back too, so that means we don't get that, uh, we don't get that relief. However, you know, it is holding the um, commodity prices up too, so swings and roundabouts. But when you actually uh, are farming, you actually look at how much cash am I got and, and you know, um, going to town to get the groceries is, is becoming more expensive just to get there. And of course, um, you know, the grocery prices have gone through the roof as well. And, and fertiliser prices, I saw something come out of the UK the other day that uh, they were looking at uh, 4000 New Zealand dollars per tonne of urea. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, uh, that could be just scaremongering. But, geez, if we ever get to that sort of uh, situation in New Zealand where we can't use urea and stuff like that because of the cost of it, um, forget about nitrogen caps and forget about all sorts of things. It's um, it's going to be the fact that we're just not going to be able to make money. Yeah, and, just be cost uh, prohibitive. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and the um, the effect of of that is if you, there's still the biggest industry in the country. 
um, is going to be a, a general uh, community unwellness here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's gone up again in terms of export earnings. It's something like $53.3 billion now. I mean, imagine not having that in the coffers. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately something that needs to probably be driven home with a with a big hammer and a bigger nail, to be totally honest, mm. that, um, you know, the, that we really do need to look at things. And, and that, I guess, has been a lot of the problem with Hiwaki Ekanoa and, and stuff like that. It's going to be, uh, these changes are actually going to be at the cost of uh, food production, whether we like it or not. There's no getting away from it. There is costs involved um, when it's regulated rather than... Um, Educated, so you know that that's really leading into some um, some stress for people, um, and and more so, uh, just um, those people um, that are industry leaders are warning um, r- r- uh, towns and um, mayors and stuff like that that you know please be warned that this is coming your way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you throw in obviously uh, you get things like the floods that we've had recently, and then snow in the middle of. Uh, you know, lambing and stuff like that, and then, um, you know, there's all winter grazing and stuff as well that's got to be considered. So, yeah, there's a heck of a lot going on. Yeah, we, we sort of sound like a bunch of moaners, really, but I guess it's a matter of um, um, knowing what's in front of you and dealing with what you can deal with. And at the moment, one of the things you can't deal with is, is intensive winter grazing. There's been a lot of um, talk out there about how long it's taking for these farm plans to get in place. and. And yet the regulations say is that the 1st of November you've got to uh, have a farm plan uh, available before you start cropping or, or uh, working out what paddocks you're going to have uh, winter grazing on. And yet um, the government's still pushing through with this, but um, the farm planning systems are not being done yet. So it goes to regional cons- uh, councils now for a consent, and just to lodge those consents is around $1,900, and you could be up to $10,000 by the time you uh, look at each paddock's um, you know uh, whether or not you can actually crop and, and graze that paddock under under the regional council rules. So regional council is stuck in the middle of it. Um, government's still pushing on it, and farmers are left uh, carrying the um, baby because they're not quite sure what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to afford it. And that ten thousand dollars doesn't come out of profit; it comes out of personal spending. Yeah, the, there's been some calls to uh, get that deadline pushed back or pushed out a, a little bit further, but uh, that seems to have fallen on deaf ears as far as I can tell anyway. Yeah, I think Parker and, and um, the cohorts up there are basically saying, we've done enough U-turns lately, if we do another one it's just going to look bad. And um, and so it's kind of like, let's stand our ground on something. And it's the easy one is, of course, um, is farmers and, and, and intensive winter grazing and quite often we are the whipping boy for mistakes made in, in Parliament when it comes to legislation and it comes back to not having the right people actually involved in the legislation when it was done originally and then it's just too big a um, bridge to cross or, or road to repair because it's already buggered and, and uh, they've gone down a path and invested a lot of money in it, into it um, and you know let's let's look at the way things are done you know, you, are we going to build a bridge over uh, Auckland Harbour for cyclists, they spend $50 million and oh, it doesn't matter, we'll just won't worry about that. Um, and it's been the same with this as well. I'd love to know what sort of money's been invested in, in, in intensive winter grazing policies that aren't actually um, working now. So it's uh, once again, it's a matter of getting the right people in the in the building or in the house and, and getting it done. And if you look at Hiwaka Ekanoa and you listen to some of the conversations going on around the people that first sort of started to um, work on um, Hiwaka Ekanoa, uh, think now that that's a mile away from what its uh, core objectives were at the start. So, um, yeah, this, once again, it's just a whole lot of um, mess and, and, and you just end up uh, running around in circles wondering what's coming at you next. 
Yeah, uh, totally um, understand that sentiment for sure. And it's one being echoed by a, a lot of people. Um, geez, what can we talk about that's positive? How'd you, how was your Father's Day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not too bad, mate. It was, it was actually a great day. Um, I got it, uh, I, I got some avocado on toast and, and beard and, and then found the crumbs later. That <laughs> and the beard. Um, and, uh, you know, the kids, kids were really good. Um, you know, that's sort of a big thing for them. And... Uh, and then I went clerking at Ashburton Racetrack for the day, and it was a beautiful day. But uh, what I was thinking about uh, around that is every uh, every time we have a, a time change for for uh, daylight saving, we get told to uh, check our batteries and, and change our batteries and our fire alarms, stuff like that. What I reckon we should do with Father's Day and Mother's Day is that should be the time where you think about your own batteries and whether or not you're uh, trucking well. Mm, and, uh, good this call. Month, this month, this month, of course, is, is Prostrate Awareness Month, and and um, that's, you know, if you're our age, Dom, it's something that you've got to think about. So, um, yeah, I just uh, implore everybody to go out there and think, oh, okay, well, Father's Day's come around. When was the last time I had a uh, health check? When was the last time um, I got myself sorted out? And what have I done lately to charge up my battery? So, uh, and then, of course, Mother's Day comes along, and uh, that should be another time where we just write it in our calendar to take a day out for our own well-being and mental health. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's... A, a timely reminder, just like uh, checking your batteries and your smoke alarms. Yeah, well said. Very good. Uh, Craig Wiggins, as always, appreciate We uh, appreciate your time, as always. Yeah, thanks, mate. And don't forget, we do enjoy doing what we do, but uh, and we just want to do it. So uh, let's take the foot off the break and, and let us do it. Yes, to finish with today, Fonterra is launching a new brand to tap the growing well-being market as it chases higher-value products for New Zealand milk. So the country's largest dairy companies launched uh, the Nutiani brand, N-U-T-I-A-N-I. Not quite sure how you pronounce it, but uh, that's my best effort. Uh, it'll uh, see it use its intellectual property and research to help its business customers develop products in areas such as nutritional supplements, sports nutrition, medical nutrition, and generic health and wellness. And also I see that three new eight. Ricot varieties are set to be picked this summer after almost two decades of research and development. Uh, they've been developed by plant and food research in the summer fruit industry and there's a new company that's been set up to commercialise the new cultivars as well. And that is the show. Don't forget, of course, to go to netspeed.net.nz. Check out what they've got on offer there, including unlimited rural broadband from 99 bucks a month. That is the show. Mark and Leah up next.